0: It's Monday, March 5th, 2018. I'm Andreas Schwabi, and this is the World Hearing Day edition of My Beautiful Cyborg. When Caroline found out she was going to receive a cochlear implant, her first reaction was to figure out a way to thank the people who gave her the hope to hear and eventually better hearing than she could remember having. It's hard to thank all the people of Alberta and Canada because we have universal health care. It's a lot of beer money, a lot of travel, not in the budget. So Caroline decided to do the next best thing and show her gratitude to everyone by saying thank you to the person elected and appointed to take care of health. And she agreed that World Hearing Day would be an awesome time to do that with Caroline. So that's today's episode, Uh, Caroline talking to, to Alberta's Minister of Health. So let me introduce Caroline's guest. Sarah Hoffman has been Alberta's Minister of Health and Seniors since 2015 and Deputy Premier since 2016. She holds a master's degree in education, three bachelor's degrees in arts, science and education. She worked as a researcher before being elected as a trustee of the Edmonton Public School Board, where she served as trustee chair for three years. So here is my beautiful sideboard, Caroline, in conversation with the Honorable Sarah Hoffman, Minister of Health of Alberta, on March 3rd, World Hearing Day 2018
1: first of all, I just really, really, really want to thank you so much for making time today to come and speak with us. And I want to officially thank you and the people of Alberta and the government mm. of Alberta for this incredible gift that I have received. I, I'm overwhelmed with true gratitude. I, I can't be thankful enough, I'll be honest.
2: That's so sweet Uh, first i want to say thank you for sharing your story and for doing it today on such a special day um but also uh i feel weird saying you're welcome because this is something that we all but as a as a well i guess as a health minister but as a canadian i believe in public health care and i believe that uh your need should be what drives uh our investment. It shouldn't be based on the resources you have in your pocket. So uh, getting a chance to talk a little bit about your, your journey and your experience. And I'm so glad to hear uh, that this is making a, such a positive impact in your
1: life and yeah. and really for the radios. lives of the people around you. So yeah, thank you. I agree 100%. And also, I'm just like I said, profusely grateful. Mm. I honestly can't. I, I can't even express it adequately, to be honest with you. So
2: well, and so often we hear about difficulties, right? And it uh, and there are difficulties. There are things we can absolutely improve in the healthcare system, but there are so many really good things. And to get a chance to share some of the good news stories, um, because uh, I think uh, anytime people are waiting, it feels like an eternity. But uh, we do have. Uh, there's no better healthcare system in the world. I, I always think there are ways that we can make it even better. But I think it's important for us to hear about the good news stories. So. I agree. 100% Thank you. Percent for sure. I should have asked you, can I ask a question? Yeah, now? go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I imagine in the hard of hearing community that there's lots of folks who are connected on all sides of all borders. And I'm wondering if you can tell me, you know, I'm, I'm bragging about how I believe these, the Canadian healthcare system is, but what have you heard from either people in other provinces in Canada or, or even other countries around their journeys? Um, just
1: comparing our experience with the experience of, of other countries, I think that we have it really really easy in Canada and mm. especially in Alberta. I think that um, you know universal health care allows us access to that we we're actually able to tap into that and to well just reclaim our health and our our lives back in terms right. of hearing yeah. um, if we lived for example in the states I honestly think that, we would be destitute or I would be completely deaf like that. That's just the reality of it. I'm a server. I don't think there are too many servers in the U S that have good health care and you need to have, um, good insurance. Pardon me, not good health care, good insurance. Right. If you don't have good insurance there, the chances of getting help for your hearing are virtually nil. You'd have to tap into your own resources. And as a server, I mean, you know, we've, got enough to live on but to then go and spend the degree of money that it costs to like the amount of money they cost to either aid yourself or line up a CI is just way over the top we've personally spent over the years we've spent a lot of money on hearing health like to the tune of about 168 thousand dollars wow yeah but though that investment that financial investment is something that we find is well worth it and really I don't think we'd be where we are today and I wouldn't be as uh, successful with my CI if we hadn't looked after my hearing health Mm. all the way up to the the day of surgery and that's one of the things that um, you know we're kind of trying to make sure that people hear about is you know make sure that you take care of your hearing as well what are a couple of things people can do for one of the things that I learned quite late actually, even though I had been aided all along, is that leaving an ear or ears that have a loss, like allowing them to just continue trying to function unaided, right. means that you lose speech recognition. So the sooner you can aid an ear with loss, the better. Okay. You will actually have a better chance of of retaining your speech recognition. Furthermore, I, th- I like to think that we all know we should turn our music down a little bit. Yeah. I like to think that we know that you really don't want to crank your tunes on your earbuds to the degree that we love hearing music. Yeah. You know, I like to think that people know if your ears are ringing the next day, please don't do that again. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've gone to a concert or a show or whatever... You, you might want to consider wearing earplugs. Protect right. your hearing. If you're working at a construction site, do that. Look after your hearing. You only get that once. Once yeah. it's gone, it's gone forever. So, precaution is definitely uh, something to be considered. And also, go get your hearing tested. It doesn't cost a lot, it doesn't take any, it doesn't hurt. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually really, really easy. You sit in a booth, listen to a couple of tones click a button if you hear something right and that's it it's it's painless and then if you do have a loss and you eat it you're better off got it so uh
2: own your hearing and uh if if you are hard of hearing that's totally fine and there's supports out there and accessing them as soon as you can um the sooner the better and uh, i always uh, when you talked about uh wearing earplugs i my heart like First of all, babies are always cute, but especially when you're at concerts and you like, or at folk fest and you see those babes with the little headphones on. They always, but they usually stop once they turn one or two, right? You don't usually see uh, see children uh, taking care of their hearing the same way that you know a, a mother would, maybe a newborn. So right, it's, uh, exactly it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but you made me think about that a lot too, and uh, and about having conversations with my mom and her husband about their their hearing, because I think uh, when you're aging. Uh, I think a lot of people do things to to camouflage their aging and even seeing that little uh, little pin sticking out of your ear sometimes people are like oh did you see she got a hearing I think that's I think that's great to to get the supports you need so maybe I'll have a conversation with my mom tonight so it's the right day to do it here on Please do t- world well, hearing not. day yeah. No I will love that
1: <laughs> you know one of the things that I've always of wanted to do is is put lights on my hearing aids or or actually make them quite pronounced and obvious to people because when people don't know you 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 have a hearing loss right they they just carry on as usual and and we we mistakenly think that people are being rude yeah. or inconsiderate or something like that. And the truth is, they just don't know. Once you tell people or just make it obvious to them, yeah. they're so helpful.
2: And I find it easier to accommodate.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Face, face somebody straight on or stand on one side or whatever Slow it down, is. That. speak yeah.
1: clearly. There's, uh, don't put your hand in front of your face. Right. Because we all lip read a little bit. We all rely on sure. that at least a little bit. Yes. Uh, people with hearing loss that much more so. And Makes sense. Making, making your lips sort of prominent and available is is actually important and vital for us to... Communicate. Communicate. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Excellent. So one more. Uh, can you tell me why World Hearing Day is important to you?
1: Well, <laughs> I can hear. I can hear. For the first World Hearing Day. If we had uh, set up this day a year ago, or even prior to January 29th, I would have been so stressed out. I would have felt so insecure. I would have apologized profusely. That's that's how I would have felt. Hmm. Today I can celebrate. I can hear music. I can hear my loved ones. I can just hear more of everything. And my life is better. My life my life has turned around. I get mm. my life back now. And so I am, we are really celebrating today. you. Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well,
2: and in your line of work too, and serving, I imagine a lot of, a lot of communication is uh, oral and through hearing. So
1: absolutely. Yeah.
2: Has it changed the way you do your job?
1: Definitely. Uh, well, over the years, you, uh, because my hearing loss was progressive, mm. degenerative, Yep. You just find new coping skills. So you you pay a lot of attention to body language. Also, I've been doing. I've been working breakfast and lunch. I work in a hotel, nice. so I work breakfast and lunch. And I've been doing that through the years. And mm-hmm. I have uh, made sure that those are my shifts over the years. Like I always work those meal you know periods them. because I, I know them, and I get and I got to be an expert right at, at serving breakfast and lunch. Yeah. So you know. Um, the nice thing about that is that breakfast is pretty straight ahead how do you like your eggs done bacon ham sausage you know what kind of toast that type of thing right where um if i think about working you know another shift you could pull anything and ask for anything something Hmm. totally off the wall some big weird cocktail or something like that that i've never heard of before where Um, coffee or tea yeah white or brown yeah (laughs) right Right. so it it, so it has changed the way that I interact with people I lean in a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm really really focused on people's faces and lips and you know the the other technique that I do is because you're stuck at a table in a restaurant that makes it easier for me I can move myself around to get to where I can hear you and where I can uh, see your lips. Now that I have my implant, uh, I also have some gadgets and tools. And one of the things that we're just sort of playing with right now on the table is, this is my mini mic. So this little piece of gear has a microphone both on top and also this, Uh. this round circle is a microphone too. So I can either put it on the table and hear everybody at the table a little bit better, or I can clip it right onto your lapel. And just hear you directly. I have Look, a few programs and, uh, and, uh, things as well. So
2: I probably more than half my life. My mom's always stood on my left mm-hmm. because her right ear is her good ear. Right. 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 And those um, are things that you do. I find too. myself walking with other people and I'll naturally go towards their right side right. because. Right that's the you know from that one dominant relationship that's uh you know you know a caregiver relationship she was always on my left and so it's interesting I'll find when I'm walking with other people uh my behaviors with her have influenced the way I engage with others I've heard
1: that from my colleagues over and over and over people that work with me for a longer period of time they'll say I don't talk to anybody without facing them anymore. I'll it's call good. somebody and wait till they turn around before I start speaking, because I'm so accustomed to doing that with you. And all I can think is, to be honest, that's just polite, right? right? <laughs> why wouldn't you do that with everybody, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you wait till somebody's looking at you and speak clearly and not mumble and not put your hand in front of your face? But there, there are things that don't come naturally to everybody, so. When you yeah, stop yeah. and think about it, though, yeah, exactly, yeah, and that's what today's all about: is stop and think about it. Just stop right. for a second and think about your hearing. And yeah. yeah,
2: no, that's great. And the hearing of the people around you too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, unless I knew that you had an implant, I probably wouldn't know if I was walking down the street. But it makes me think how many other people might have hearing loss so that I'm going to, yeah, that I'm going to encounter later today, and how can I be respectful of that with uh, without
1: knowing? The thing is, a lot of people don't even realize they have a, a right. hearing loss. Or they know and they just haven't taken steps to access hearing aids or a CI, whatever they need. Yeah. I think by the time that you need a CI, you know I hope you so. have a hearing loss. I hope you so. definitely know. There's no yeah. question. <laughs> Your spouse but knows. But, you know, yeah. When I talk to people at work, when I talk to my customers, or really when I talk to anybody on the street or anything, there's always... A story. They, they always will have a story mm-hmm. about either themselves or someone that they love, like you. My right, mom, yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. Who struggles with their hearing. And so it's really an easy conversation to have with people. And I'm, I feel very grateful that I get to have that conversation. And I get to open that conversation up very, very often, especially now.
2: How do you... Use your experiences to talk to people who might not know about hearing loss. I I noticed your beautiful necklace, but right. how do you sort of open up those channels and create those
1: spaces? It it actually really, for, for me, I feel privileged because it actually really is easy for me. I wear one of the a miniature version of this every day at work. Hmm. Um, so uh, it's a red cochlea that I'm holding in my hand, a, a 3D print. And so I, I'll wear a little bit on my choker. And um, I usually have one or two sort of back up so that when I do have a conversation if somebody asks about it or um, at work I have some tent cards that I've got on each table just indicating that I've I have a hearing loss I basically the tent card tells my story and it also asks for people to be a little bit patient while we work together as I learn to hear again Hmm. and so that's a really easy conversation starter yeah and um, at the end of that conversation, I will gift that individual with a little red cochlea mm. um, just to, and, and remind them and just ask them to think about their hearing. Just stop and think about your hearing once when you look at this cochlea, this little 3D print. Uh, one, a couple of the ladies that I gave them to actually wore them right on the spot. They put them on. And I bet. They, they quite like them. Um, furthermore, I've had a, a lot of opportunity to... I think because people see that I'm able to still function, mm-hmm. they'll ask me, well, you know, my father, my brother, my wife is having a hard time hearing, what should I do? What should I tell them? And if they're in Edmonton, I'll give them a the name of an audiologist, mm-hmm. usually follow up. Like I can just exchange email. It's, it's, it's no effort for me to just yeah, have that relationship. That's kind of you. Well, so not really. It's actually about hearing. It's about getting that person back in touch with communication and being able to live that full life that they really want to live. So a couple of the guys at church needed aids. We made sure that we directed them to the guy that could help them with those. And suddenly they're doing way better. They're able to hear not only the church service, but also in their life at home. Right. Um, Yeah, I... We have a friend whose brother is is really really struggling and is probably at the stage of getting a CI. So we've given him some information too. And really, it doesn't take that much. It doesn't just to offer a little bit. Sometimes people just need to be encouraged Mm -hmm. and just given that our whole philosophy was: if it doesn't get any worse, it's a win. Right. If if because we know that it it will get worse otherwise without intervention. I would end up like my mom, who at 83 is profoundly deaf. She's Mm. deaf. She wears a hearing aid probably just to hear big, loud noises around the house. Like, honestly, I, I don't imagine that her hearing aids give her any practical help in terms of conversation. So we know that that's where it was headed.
2: I, I like hearing your voice. <laughs> Thanks. So, yeah, surprised. And I hope you like hearing your voice too. It, it must
1: be different though to go from... It is. Yeah. It's very different. <laughs> I I remember, I still remember the first time I laughed on the way home in the car oh. after being activated. And I was like, it sounds exactly like it did like when I had my natural hearing. That's what brushing your teeth sounds like. But I haven't heard that in its richness and fullness for 20 years. What an amazing
2: memory. <laughs> so right, I, I said To trigger that part mm-hmm. of your brain again, yeah. And your hearing might
1: still get get better.
0: Oh, it's, she's improving. Yeah, she's improving. Right.
1: I just got a new... I had my first tune-up last Wednesday. Okay. And, um, and it's already better than it... It's way better than it was on activation day. But it was still great. So much better it than was, not hearing. Right! Yeah. And it was already better on activation day. So yeah. I'm just thinking... Well, and especially music. Music is oh. phenomenal. Nice. It's, it's not that I couldn't hear music before; I could hear it, but it was very basic, and I sung off key, and sure, it just uh, so there might be something off of my hearing. If could I, you be that right. <laughs> yeah. if,
2: if if my hearing's better, I might be a better singer.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good to practice. I've been on the piano, I've been plunking two keys and trying to sing that note. Yes, and but now I can hear that I'm flat. That's amazing. So that's the the great part and the frustrating part, too.
0: Okay, so that was supposed to be the end of the podcast. Early in my career, I was a political reporter, and so time is time. We had 15 minutes, and we were way over, actually. After a bit more casual chit-chat and things were winding down, Minister Hoffman used the podcast to announce a new screening program. So here's the sort of unofficial part two of the World Hearing Day episode— Starting with an exciting hearing initiative announcement from Alberta Health Minister Sarah Hoffman.
2: So I I can just talk about it and it's really exciting. Later later this year we're going to be moving to ensure that uh, all children born in Alberta have an opportunity to have the Early Herning Detection and Intervention Program. And um, I know that learning is so much, uh, those early years are so important and if we can identify in those early years, uh gaps that children might be experiencing so for everyone who's been working to make this happen for many years i am so glad to be able to be here and announce it now but this is because of the work of many albertans who've been pushing for this for a long time and fantastic yeah and we know it's going to make it's a difference to, to those kids and to their to their families so absolutely yeah. that's fantastic so stay tuned in the coming weeks we'll have a formal announcement and Thank you. we'll invite Thank you much. back for that
1: yeah i have Please. to tell you one more thing just really quickly. sure because um it's really, really special to me. First of all, we've named my processor. My processor's name is Mo because I get Mo hearing, yeah. Mo sound, Mo love, Mo family, Mo everything. That's really. Sweet. And um, it is kind of tricky to to take Mo off at night because it I'm it's the sad truth that I'm reminded of my loss, and yet it's also a very joyful time where I'm reminded of this gift and this blessing. And that it's just the most amazing thing. And when I wake up in the morning, I get to put my bag on yeah. and hear all day. So the other day, Andreas, um, I get up super early in the morning, and he, I asked him just to follow, can you just wait till I fall asleep and then take my walk for me? So I got to listen to him on his phone, clicking his keyboard and clicking, and I got to hear him breathing. And I remember thinking, this is this is what it what it's like to just hear and fall asleep when you can hear. And I feel as though my my identity is really changing. it's shifting. I, I can hear. Wow, I can hear. yeah. And like, I can't describe to you what a miracle that is. Yeah And so I, honestly, I just can't be grateful enough and I'm, I'm
2: well thank you for sharing. that. <sighs> this is and and i'm so proud that i'm so so proud that alberta has a system that makes this possible and that in seven years if you need an upgrade that that's going to be available
1: to you and this is for mentioning that because that was one of the things i meant to say earlier is that um again people in other parts of the world need to fret and worry about an upgrade and having the technology that's going to give them the best hearing right in alberta we The people of Alberta and the government of Alberta look after Albertans and actually offer aids to daily living. And so we're actually able to receive a a processor at a very nominal fee every seven years. Thanks so much for that.
2: So those first few seconds when you wake up in the morning, when it's quiet, what do you think or feel? Before you connect yourself, there are too your many, that's only a couple seconds. You, you're not searching. You're not panicked. No, you know you've I got just, the. I, you know you've got the tool that you need. I'm and you, literally yeah.
1: not even out of bed yet, and it's on my head. That's and, so good. Uh, So I can hear all the little creaks and squeaks of the house, and um, my my footsteps on our creaky hardwood floors, and it's actually just amazing. I heard the coffee maker percolating for the first time. Two weeks ago, <laughs> it was kind of cool, because I never knew when the coffee was done. I hear it before I smell it.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now, yeah. And now, you, now you know. Yeah, yeah. well that's so excellent. Thank you so much, Karen, for sharing this time on this special day. Um, we've already—I mentioned the early that uh, the, the inter, um, early hearing detection intervention program. We've got a bit of a pilot underway already, and we've already uh, identified sixteen babies who had hearing loss. So that's a lot wow. of families who've been impacted by that work so again to everyone who's lobbied for that for so many years thank you so much and thank you to the canadian heart of hearing association and the alberta branch here for all of the work they've done over the many years to connect absolutely um, to connect families with the resources to help them live their lives fully and productively and happily and it's just such a joy to hear your story and uh and it's going to make me appreciate hearing the sound of the coffee pot tomorrow morning too so <laughs>
0: Thank you to Alberta Health Minister Sarah Hoffman for taking time to listen to issues that are important for the deaf and hard of hearing. If you are hard of hearing or think you might be, the government of Alberta has supports that are absolutely world class. There are ways to deal with hearing loss. So get your hearing tested. You might need hearing aids. You definitely know if you need a cochlear implant. Uh, But there's comfort and there's support. And that's a big part of this journey. We also need to thank Cindy Gordon and Lee Ramsdell from the Canadian Heart of Hearing Association. They provided the venue to record the podcast and to meet with minister and staff. They also received the official declaration minister Hoffman made acknowledging World Hearing Day. For our next couple of episodes we're going to look back on Caroline's activation day and and just sort of, it's only been 5 weeks, literally 5 weeks today since she began to hear. It's such a whirlwind. So we're going to spend a couple of episodes reflecting on where we are and how we got here and talking about some of the worries and the stupid stuff that we just, eh, the things that we really didn't know not to worry about. Uh, And then the things that we probably needed to know that we didn't. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. You're the best and you could be even better if you like us or review us on iTunes, Google Play or your favorite podcast app. We want more people to hear about hearing and it really helps if we form a tribe to do it. So that would be great. That's it for now. I'm Andreas Schwabi. Talk to you next time on My Beautiful Cyborg.